Response. Are you well? Welcome to another episode of Response Podcast. Obviously, last week we were talking about why does God not just fix things? This is why does God not just fix things for two? <laughs> Are you excited, Gary? Yeah. 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 Hopefully. Really enjoyed last week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are recording these back to back, like, so you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> subtly create the idea that <laughs> it's fine you're in this okay yeah sorry we've just revealed the i man really enjoyed 20 minutes ago <laughs> yeah just revealed the man behind the curtain like didn't we <laughs> yeah we usually do that well i think we've recorded two or three back to back once before mm. but we usually I think do. actually it, i find it a wee bit helpful because like you're in the mindset yeah and things kind of it takes us about half an hour to get yeah. into the mindset, doesn't it? Yeah. We just chat about nonsense yeah. for half an hour. <laughs> we could re- release the outtakes for the Christmas one. <laughs> yeah, the 40 minutes before the Christmas, the Christmas special. The hours. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to probably cut bits too. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I did like a wee web series like during lockdown of what do we believe? And I watched it. Yeah, it was good. Like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, should probably mm-hmm. finish it eventually. But uh, I think Zoe Gibson was like, uh, oh, you should get a deal with Netflix. And I was like, I've already got <laughs> Netflix. And she was like, what, really? I was like, obviously not, Zoe. But I think this podcast could make it. <laughs> I told Ruben Gibson that Sky Sports wanted to sponsor us. <laughs> but you <laughs> shut that down. That's right. Sky Sports. What an, what, an, what an odd sponsorship opportunity they have seen. Take anything. <laughs> <It's what? laughs> I'll take anything. Where do I sign? <laughs> I mean, like, Sky Sports are massive, so... <laughs> Probably end up getting, like, sponsored by, I don't know, like McVitie's Digestive Biscuits or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say the Burn and Bush bookshop in the town. <laughs> Once they hear about us, like, they'll be all over us. Um, we'll only be able to go to KJV, won't we? Like, real difficult words to read and all. Oh, dear. Anyway, <laughs> we've just wasted two minutes. <laughs> So last week was uh, sort of why does God not just fix things? We obviously heard from you, Gary. You shared a lot, sort of your personal um, story about how God um, didn't just fix your you know, your your inability to do certain things. My raging introvertedness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the way you. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and so you know we've referenced you know, we reference other people as well that that book that code red book mm. as well you know there are difficult times and and sometimes God doesn't just step in and fix it and so yeah. this part two is when God maybe does step in and fix it mm-hmm. or change certain things um, around the difficult uh, circumstances um, in our lives and there's a few biblical examples we've got um, in that yeah. Um, I think we referenced well, Paul last week and the yeah. fact that he had a thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. but God did step into his life previous. Oh, yeah. Like um, conversion on the road to Damascus. Yeah. It's not many people can tell that kind of story. <laughs> 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 yeah. That the Lord himself appeared to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that pretty yeah. much changed him yeah. completely. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh, Saul obviously Amazing, wanted to, yeah. to go on and kill Christians and mm-hmm. then turned out to be, yeah. after meeting God, you know, became the greatest evangelist evangelist probably i'm gonna go ahead and rubber stamp that with ever <laughs> if you're in the bible like it definitely adds a lot more authority oh definitely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well i'm gonna back that we've got <laughs> controversially jonah as well yeah you so obviously i wrote that and you were unsure as to why i'm just gonna leave it there 
going to leave Jonah and see if anybody can figure out. If anybody figures out why Jonah would have been changed from uh, someone who maybe was harsh or whatever, uh, and you can come back to me, I, I will give you I've a prize. What? No, it doesn't matter. It's okay. If, yeah, I was going to say, I'll <laughs> give you a prize if you can get it. It's a big, big question. Uh, and then we've got King David as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that? That was David? your idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, King David, obviously, you know. You're doing the talking in this one. Uh, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> I've realized I've been thrown under the bus. Um, it's like the relationships one. Oh, yeah. Which, when I, when I listened back, it was a total role reversal. Because I was like, oh, really, Molly? <laughs> and what do you think about this? <laughs> That's really interesting you say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to get Rachel and Rebecca, hopefully, to do a relationship one. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, but yes, King David, obviously, you know. Uh, was just a shepherd, really, um, and God molded him into mm. one of the greatest kings that, well, again, yeah. the greatest king that Israel has ever seen. Yeah. We're going to yeah, fully yeah. rubber stamp that again. Although he had the qualities and the attributes to maybe be a good king, mm. he was the youngest of his his brothers. Yeah. Uh, he was the least of them, really. Yeah. Small boy, um, and turned into a great king. Although, yes, he sinned and fell down. He was a, a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Um, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, that brings us to the next stage, Gary, which is a personal adage. <laughs> adage. 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 Yeah. That I is don't the, know. Is that not a word? Have it I is a word. <laughs> I just don't know how to say it. But fair enough. Fair enough. But yes, because obviously last week, um, I shared a little bit about something that, that God didn't fix for me. Yeah. But you have a similar story, but with a different outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think I have stressed enough. <laughs> I don't believe this. This is my rubber stamp before he says anything. <laughs> yeah, that you actually don't believe this is true. I can promise you, like, there are so many people who will back this up. <laughs> can you bring some? No, because none, none of them are my friends. None of them are my friends, because I was an awful person. Anymore? <laughs> yeah, there's maybe, like, three or four of them, like, that... Oh, stop. I know that I would definitely... That would maybe come into a podcast, but probably not to speak about me, because that would be a Oh, no, thing. I just... I'll speak to them in person. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't have to record it. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously uh, through Grosvenor, through my uh, teenage years, I was just an awful person. Really, but really. You were a Christian though. Yeah, Is so that... yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have grown up going going to church and yeah. have given my life to the Lord as a young person, as, as you know, four or five years old. Um, and really, that's what I would have called myself a Christian and I believe mm. that I was saved at a young age, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. Um, but um, just through... Maybe the circumstances of, of, of my family and certain things growing up, I couldn't even point them to you, Gary, to be honest. Like, uh, just was a very shy, very um, negative and pessimistic teenager. Wow. Uh, you're getting more than what you bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just was. Very, very pessimistic, very negative, um, very uh, shy, introverted. Uh, I've told the young people this before, would have just went home and played Xbox and like maybe just with one one friend from school, maybe even like mm. uh, probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even a big, wouldn't have even been in private chats with anybody or party chats if anybody even knows what they are. Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> you know, really would have, and then you know, at the weekends would have went to the youth club or youth fellowship, yeah. sorry, from the Iron Hall. Learned about God, loved, learned about God, did still love God's word, but probably would never have uh, read it regularly until I was in around fifth year and then picked up a Bible that my uh, granddad had bought me 
uh, ages ago, probably with his favorite version. I still have it, like lovely wee leather KJ or NKJV New King James version, which really is just a King James version with nothing changed. <laughs> they 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 pretend they changed something. They didn't. Uh, so I read it all. I read, yeah, I'd start, obviously started reading the Bible uh, regularly. And through that, um, God uh, convicted me of a few things, to be fair. Um, and through that conviction, I just started to slowly change mm-hmm. um, who I was. I Sorry, I didn't change who I was. Um, yeah. I don't think at the time I noticed what was happening at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we changed church in between as well. Changed from the Iron Hall to Newton Breda Baptist. Um, and slowly but surely through that, um, I got more opportunities in Newton Breda to be able to uh, just speak to people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the first year of Newton Breda, I was in LA, or the second year, a leader in training. They had like a program for like 17, wow. 18-year-olds and trained them to be leaders. Um, it was so good that for that whole year, I stood beside my one and only friend uh, and spoke to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. But yeah, slowly but surely, God changed um, who I was uh, and my attitude towards certain things and my confidence in myself as well. Mm. I would never have said that I would have been able to get up and speak in front of people. I was given that opportunity in Newton Breda. I would never have been able to stand up in, at a microphone and lead praise. I was given that opportunity in Newton Breda. And slowly but surely, I think God just showed me that I had um, abilities that were maybe hidden previous. Um, yeah, I, in other words, really, I just got loud. <laughs> 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 you know, and I think that you and God done that. I think now looking back, it was a gradual a gradual thing, definitely. Mm. There wasn't like an overnight, oh, here, well, wow, your yeah. God has changed me completely and now I'm so confident in being able to to stand up at the front. Like, I still do find it difficult. You know, I think we were saying last episode, <laughs> delayed services, you know, mm. I, I wouldn't ever go up <clears throat> um, and and have not a script or not a, a prompt in front of me, even yeah. with 180. You know, I'm not going to come in there blind. I have done the work, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> still haven't done the work for some of the questions I get asked, but, you know, God's developed me, changed me to be able to do that. Um, really, is the is the brunt of it. Um, even I think that's a really good example of how, like, God does change and transform things, but often at a pace that you maybe wouldn't choose yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and it, it's that idea of like it's a process. Yeah. Um, and having patience. Yeah. Um, because I know I certainly like if I ask for something to be changed or fixed, like you want. It no. <laughs> Ideally yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But yeah. Yes, but I wouldn't have ever said that I wanted to to change. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, you don't like as in as in like you wouldn't have like specifically prayed for God make me loud? No, definitely not. I think Octavi no, I think I did pray for more confidence in myself. Uh-huh. No, actually that's fair. I think I wanted to be a more confident person. Mm-hmm. Um no, actually now that you say that, I do remember uh, praying for more confidence, but not you know, being able to, to stand mm. up in front of people. That was never a, dr- a dream of yeah. mine. You know, it was but never. But it bothered you though that you you could obviously see sort of like your own limitations, if you like. Um, or I think I was happy to be, to sit at the back, uh-huh. happy to be somebody who just came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to be able to speak to people a wee bit more. Yeah, I was obviously incredibly nervous speaking to anybody, <laughs> <laughs> unless I'd known them for a year and had a background check complete on them. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, so it was it was a general or it was a uh, a journey that God took me on, and still one that I don't think is complete. Um, as much as I can, st- you can stand up the front and do that. New God will will continue to change me. So yes, um, those are things yeah. that God did change. Mm-hmm. Um, after prayer and after. A long time in his word. Are there any other examples? Yeah. Of of this outside of the Bible? Gary, thoughts? Well, yes. <laughs> 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 Ideally we we'd at this point give you a list <laughs> with some references <laughs> to go and read in your own time. Yeah. Uh there certainly are. Yeah. Um but a yeah, I kind of, because obviously, like, you had written that part, and then yeah. I read it, and I didn't come up with an answer. No. But I think the thing that struck me was that, you know, ultimately, like, the the real thing that you learn about God changing things is that, you know, whenever stuff doesn't necessarily change or doesn't change quickly, um... That's because God's teaching you in that. Yeah. Um, and when things are really tough, um, I certainly have found in like my personal experience like that is a real opportunity for God to show you his love yeah. as he draws you close. Yeah. You know, and if you do feel, you know, like there's something that you're you know, like you're, you're suffering or struggling with. Yeah. Um, those have been some of the times for me when like God has felt the closest. Yeah. You know, and it kind of goes back a wee bit to what we said last week, whenever things are kind of okay and you have confidence in yourself, yeah. you know, that's what you rely on. Yeah, no doubt about it. But whenever it. that's stripped away, yeah. you know, like God's the one that's always sort of last man standing type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and th- like that is true. Yeah. Um, but that's quite a, you know, <sighs> like that's quite a hard thing to say to somebody. You know, yeah. when they're going through really hard things and just to yeah. sit down and be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity. Yeah. And like, you don't want to hear that. Yeah. And it's very hard. Yeah. Um, and I think given the opportunity, like, or given the chance, I'd probably just choose to have things reversed, sorted, yeah. move on. Yeah. Instead of having to go through like the process. Yeah. Um, which is difficult. Yeah. And I think then that lends itself to people want to know more about stories of, yeah, you know, how has God changed you? during suffering Mm -hmm. during difficult times during the times when he didn't fix it yeah and so you know whenever we were trying (laughs) we had lots of examples of people who who god didn't change and and it was difficult for them and here there's a real person and yet whenever we came down to writing you know are there any examples outside of the bible of people (laughs) who you know god developed and god changed over time well yeah we've got biblical examples but outside of that I haven't read. <laughs> that's not that's not going to be a bestseller, you know. God really changed me, and yeah. now everything's rosy. Yeah, you know. Obviously, there are still things that I struggle with um, mm-hmm. outside of my character and outside of my personality. But you're not going to get a you're not going to get a good book. That says, <laughs> I once was this, but now I'm this. Look at me, aren't I class? <laughs> page one, beginning. Page two, the end. <laughs> Yeah, we really could. We couldn't think of anyone even before we hit record on this. We were like, oh, "Well, list some here," and just sort of looked at each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's I suppose then, you know, is that if we can't find anybody um, outside of the Bible, is it really an act of biblical principle that God changes people and 
and just sort of makes them into whatever he wants or does he just not fix things and allow people to struggle and then teach them uh, through their difficulty? You know, are there Bible verses um, that would sort of show us that God does change people? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is we talked about last week as well. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to read that out? Yeah, I'll grab it for you. So there's a, a, a passage in Jeremiah. We even, I think we spoke about it. Uh, Paul and I spoke about it at a, at a family service there not too long ago. You know that in Jeremiah it says, I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he had made of clay was marred in the, uh, in the hand of the potter. Uh, so he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Now, to be fair, at that stage, Jeremiah is talking about the nation of Israel sort of mm. being molded and shaped by God mm-hmm. to be something that God wants it to be. Yeah. Um, but that works personally as well. Yeah. You know, because uh, I think that passage as well goes on to say that it's either if it's not that passage, it's referenced again. Mm. And it's, uh, you know, the, the, the pot made of clay yeah. does not turn to its maker and say it wasn't you that made me yeah exactly yeah and even you know there's there's that one in, in the psalms you know you knit me together mm. in my mother's womb not you god created you it, it's it's you're at the, you're at the hand and will of god mm-hmm. now some people would say oh well if he knit together if he knit me together in my mother's womb i was always going to be like this well i wouldn't agree with that you know god changes you as you come to him you're sanctified yeah. you're supposed to be made more like christ yeah and um, so he does change you no he may not as you said last week, remove certain personality traits of you, mm. but that's because he doesn't see them as negative personality traits. He sees them yeah. as who you are. Um, and something he can use. Yeah, 100%. No doubt about it. And there's also a, a big long quote here from C.S. Lewis um, in Mere Christianity. It says, suppose a person who knew nothing about salt, so imagine somebody who doesn't know anything about salt, and you give him a pinch to taste and he experiences a particular strong, sharp taste. You then tell him, in your country, most people use salt in all their cookery. Uh, you'll probably say, well, in that case, I suppose all your dishes taste exactly the same. Uh, because the taste of that stuff that you've just given me is so strong that it would kill the taste of everything else. Uh, but you and I know the real effect of salt is exactly the opposite. So far from killing the taste of the egg and the tripe of the and the cabbage, uh, it actually brings it out. Uh, they do not show their real taste till you have added salt. And I think at times, like what C.S. Lewis is saying there is that, you know, although we can have certain personality traits, we can be a, a person, a certain person, a certain person type. You know, all God needs to do there is add a little bit of whatever it is, you know, change you a little bit and you can be completely transformed. Mm-hmm. Uh, God does fix things. God, even just with a little bit of his power, can encourage you to be almost a, I would say I am a completely different person from what I was <laughs> in Grover. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, so yes, we've gone on a wee bit long, uh, but our conclusion then, Gary, um, I suppose it comes back to me again, you know, <laughs> as this episode has been. <laughs> Just the way you like it, I hear. <laughs> Don't be at that. Don't be at that. I I am joking. He looks really offended now. I'm only joking. <laughs> I'm just frustrated that Rebecca says it so openly. <laughs> it's supposed to be With a well-kept... such authority. <laughs> it's not that it's open. It's supposed to be a well-kept secret. <laughs> you know, uh, so you know, I was comfortable with who I was. I was happy in who I was. Uh, shy, negative, pessimistic. I was happy with that. I was. 
I tell you, if you met me whenever I was like 14, 15, you'd be like, this kid is a wee root. Um, but you Who knows what you would have thought of me, though? Well, no. Do you know? Well. It's a difficult age. Yeah, it is. It's an awful age. Horrible. Yeah, I empathize with our young people. Um, but God, you know, called... I wouldn't say he called me out of that, but he changed me um, through his word and through my and through answers to prayer um, so that I could best conform to his will and his plan. I would never have been able to, to get up at the front if I just stayed the same person. Um, and I think that's what God can do. It's his will. It's his plan above all else. And if he need, needs to change you, uh, so that you can conform to his will and plan, probably what he's going to do. Thoughts, Gary? Well put together. <laughs> Hopefully this is the last episode where I just speak. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write some more. <laughs> right, and with that, we're about 21 minutes in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Response. Response.